What I want to talk about today is conversion rates. From some of the stuff that I have been working on this morning in the back end of my business, I want to kind of talk you through what those are. And I want to kind of just fill you in on what I've been looking at and therefore things that I think are useful to look at as well. So what I have been basically doing this morning is looking at what our conversion rate is as it currently stands with the sales process that we currently have in place. So what that means is I am looking at things like the number of people that come onto our website, the number of leads that we therefore get, and then the number of those that turn into clients and what those numbers look like. So what, what do they look like at each of the stages? What is the conversion at each stage and looking at that conversion rate number? Now you can do this calculation if you are a bricks and mortar business and you have people coming into your shop, how many convert into buyers? Or you can do it on an online business where you look at, okay, how many you know, people hit our website, how many then leave their information in some form for us, get on our list, etc. how many then become clients. So you can look at it in, you know, one stage or two stages with that side of things too. So that's what I've been looking at this morning. But what I've done is I have been looking at actually how do we, you know, automate some of these stages that people move through and make sure that people are being caught as they move through the stages, as it were, so that people aren't falling through the gap. So if somebody, for example, inquires on the website, let's say they book a call with me, let's say they don't turn up for the call, then what happens? Like, do they just get kind of forgotten about or do we have them in a sequence where we chase them up to arrange another call? What do we do with them? Okay, and so what I want to do is I want to have a situation in my business where all everything is set up so that we know who's at what stage so that we are really clear on no one being able to fall through those gaps because that is where we can or one of the areas that we can tighten up our conversion rate if we make sure that no one falls through any of our gaps that might exist then we increase potentially increase our conversion rate we then therefore essentially end up with more customers or clients for the same amount of work. These are people that are already coming into our ecosystem. If we can sort our conversion so that we're, we're just increasing it by even 1%, that can have a drastic difference on our business. So what I've been looking at this morning is, is exactly that, is how do we get people into our ecosystem and then make sure we don't lose them. Make sure we don't they don't fall through the cracks once they've come in. Make sure they continue and they take the next stage of the process that we want them to take as they proceed through our business and as they move forward with us. And like I say, you can do this online or you can do it offline. I mean, offline it could even be like, what is the footfall outside of our shop versus how many people come in? And then, you know, how many come in versus how many buy when they're in. And you can look at things that way as well. So this doesn't just have to be an online discussion. It can be an offline discussion as well. You know, how many people are calling us versus how many eventually become clients. If you operate a business where people are mainly just picking up the phone to inquire as opposed to filling in a form on your website. So there's a number of different ways you can do this depending on what sector you're in and calculating what that conversion rate is now and then working on, okay, how can we improve 
our conversion rate in our business? Does that look like more touch points? Does that look like more personalization? Does that look like more automation? What areas are people kind of disappearing in the process? And how can what can we put in place to try and plug those areas so that we keep people in the process with us so that we keep people as fans of ours and that we move them through the buying cycle with us so that we can increase that conversion rate and like i said it you know once some of those things are set up they can be you know once and done automations for example that just prompt something to happen so that it's not taking huge amounts more of your time, but actually you're increasing your conversion rate. So, you know, the time spent on it is time well spent because you're getting more customers or clients off the back end of it as well. So making sure that you plug those holes can be a really good way of increasing your revenue without you really doing much more work and putting in more time, but also that will increase kind of going forward. So if you plug those holes now, it's not just this month that benefits, it's the next and the next and the next. And actually there's a, you know, there's an ongoing effect of that. And if the conversion rate is something that you start tracking in your business, you can look at the trends. So it might be that you put something in place and actually you look two months down the line and your conversion rate is decreased and you're like, oh, that actually put people off rather than brought more people to sign up or to buy from me or whatever that is. So, you know, making sure that you look at that trend over time to see where it's going and keep a track of that number is going to be an important one to map and monitor in your business. You can track this as simply as doing it on a piece of paper or in an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. It, you don't need any like fancy complicated system. You basically need to know what types of conversion you're tracking. So are you tracking web hits to filling in a form? Are you tracking filling in a form, you know, getting on the phone? Are you tracking getting on the phone to becoming a client? You can track all of these, by the way. Which ones are you tracking? Because which part of the process do you want to monitor? Um, and which do you want to examine? And which do you want to work on? So which part are you tracking? Which part are you working on? Which part are you monitoring? And then, um, and then looking over time and checking the trend over time with this number. So, you know, looking at it on a weekly or a monthly basis, depending on how large the numbers are and saying, okay, what's our trend? I've put this thing in place on this date. What's our trend from here on in? Is our conversion rate getting higher? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Okay, what do we need to do next? and um, understanding that. Now, you might be in a situation where you're completely changing how somebody buys from you and you might actually not be massively concerned in that situation if your conversion rate decreases. So let me give you an example. Perhaps just now, all the sales you're making are on phone calls. You have to speak to every single person that you that engages you, you have to get on a call. Now, let's say you want to move to a situation where you do significantly less calls and you actually want every single person to essentially come on board themselves. You want them to fill in some forms, you want them to you know, get a quote online, you want them to sign up online without having spoken to anybody on the phone. Now, if that's the case, it is likely your conversion rate will be different using those different methods. So if you're moving from one method of conversion, one method of selling to another, 
and you're thinking, uh oh, my conversion rates are drastically different, that would be normal. When you're looking at tracking your conversion rates, you may want to look at this from different sales methods as well. So let's say your conversion rate is 60% when they're on the phone and it's 30% when they're, you know, when they only go through an online system. That might not necessarily be a bad thing because if you're now spending, you know, zero time on the phone versus 40 hours a week on the phone, actually you might go, well, you know what, it's worth it for having an automated system and a system that doesn't involve my time. You may take that, you may not, but you might. So understanding why you're tracking it and what decisions you need to take off the back end of it is important as well. And understanding and making sure that there is a like for like comparison when you are comparing the conversion rates. You don't want to compare your conversion rates directly, certainly, for your online and your offline method. You may want to, or sorry, your on-call and your off-call method. You may want to look at those as different numbers and you may want to be tweaking the, you know, the automated method to get that conversion rate up and you might be ignoring the call method because that's not something you want to do going forward. So understanding why you're tracking which conversion methods, conversion rates, and what the purpose of that is, is really important when you're looking at this number as well, so that you know what to look to track, to tweak, to measure as you're going forward with this as well. So I hope that that makes sense to everyone. That is my kind of tip for today is to look at those conversion rates, to understand where they are, to understand what you're monitoring and tracking in relation to them and to make that work for you and however you are selling. Thank you for tuning into this short session today. I appreciate it and I will uh, speak to you all soon. I hope that I see you all on another session very soon. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time. <laughs>